Welcome to the Barrel Horse Life Podcast, where we're going to talk all things horses, barrel racing, and life. This podcast features conversations from world champions, hustlers, and those who make the horse industry a better place. I am your host, Amy Davenport, and I'm so glad you came along for the ride. Let's get started. Hello, and thank you so much for tuning in to the fourth episode of the Barrel Horse Life podcast. I am your host, Amy Davenport, but before we get started today, I wanted to say thank you. Thank you for your love, your rating and reviewing, sharing with your friends and family. By doing so, that helps others find the podcast on the podcast app. So keep up the love, my friends. It's truly appreciated, and thank you for tuning in today. On this episode of the Barrel Horse Life podcast, I get the opportunity to interview my fellow Illinoisan. Wait, is is Illinoisan even a word? Well, I guess it is now. Her name is Elena McKenney, and she's from Marion, Illinois. Her and her horse, WRS Cool Memories, have dominated the barrel racing industry. They have hundreds of wins, numerous barrel horse news magazine covers, and they've only started. You guys, she's not even 20 years old yet. She's gritty, she's relentless, and she's got what it takes to become a winner. And that's why she's my next guest on the podcast. Well, good morning, Elena. I'm so happy to have you on the podcast today. I know you've been a very requested guest, so thank you for joining us. Um, Let's just go ahead and get started. So I know you're very busy. You've been traveling a ton. So where are you headed out today? I'm actually headed to a barrel race in Elsinore today, mm-hmm. and um, so we kind of we went to a show last night and ended up knocking a barrel, so we're back on the road and, and going to go to Elsinore today with one and, and just try to try to gain some ground and, and get ready for the shows coming up. That's awesome. Well, good luck today. Uh, I know you guys go to a lot of the bigger super shows um, but it's always nice to support your local jackpots and little local clubs, and it's nice to get a little tune-up on your horse at those places. Um, so as far as bigger super shows, where's your rig going to pull into next? Well, I think we're planning um, on the Ruby Buckle, which is the first yeah. weekend in November. I believe that's what we're planning on, and um, start bills that same weekend. So we're going to try to go back and forth and see if we can do that, but... We're hoping to have cool ready by then. We've been kind of struggling with, you know, keeping everything sound and not getting hurt, mm-hmm. and which is a big struggle, it seems like, here lately. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've had abscess after abscess, and so we're hopefully on the mend, and we're hopefully going, you know, on the right path. And so uh, hopefully we'll have him ready for that weekend there. Yeah, well, that's a really nice little segue into the next conversation that I know a lot of listeners are dying to know. Um, So tell us about Cool. I know his name is, registered name, is WRS Cool Memories. That's cool with a K. Uh, So tell us about him. I know you've had a ton of success on him. He is 12 years old this year, which doesn't seem like it should be, but time goes by fast. And um, he's, he's just been a true blessing to me and my family. 
and he's just one in a million. There's none like him at all. And, and uh, you know, he just goes out there and tries his hardest every single time you run him, you know, and, and anymore it's really, really hard to find those like that. You know, one minute they'll do good, and the next minute they could care less. So oh, yeah. he's really he's really one that, you know, he just goes in and tries his hardest every single time. And so we're just thankful and blessed to have him in the barn. Oh, absolutely. Um, well, how is he bred? What are his bloodlines? He's um, out of a Believe in Memories mare and by a first down dash stud. And uh, not really anything, anything great, but he's just kind of a fluke. You know what I mean? Like you get those mm-hmm. that don't produce anything else or anything, but just this one, you know, it's got that, just comes out and, uh, you know, is a great one. So I think he's, you know, nothing special, but, you know, he is us. So. Absolutely. And, you know, sometimes you just, that just happens. I've talked to several people that have said, oh, it's, he's just out of this or just out of that. But when they have the heart and they want to run, those are, like, just like you said, one in a million. And you said he was, what, only 12? Yes, ma'am. Oh, yes, yeah. he's, he's 12. Back. And so he's got a few more years left. And so we're hopefully trying to, you know, we take as good a care as we can and just trying to get him back going again and and. Whenever you don't have him on the trailer, you really, you really go back and realize, you know, how special those runs are, you know, the ones you've made before, and you really miss him whenever you don't have him on the trailer. It makes you thankful. Absolutely. So tell me a little bit about the other horses that you've been running recently. Um, I've been running a couple more, and um, they've been they've been doing good here lately. We've been trying to, with this time off that uh, Cool's had, has kind of let me put some more time on the younger ones and and so they've been doing pretty good they've been stepping it up a little bit and I've been really happy with them and we're just kind of working on getting a little more consistent and uh, that's why we're going today and trying to work out all those kinks before before the big shows get here yeah so let's rewind a little bit and talk a little bit about about your about your background. How and when did you start your barrel racing career? I know that your grandpa and your dad and even your mom barrel race. Yes, ma'am. Um, about as little as I can remember. I was, uh, we've always grown up in it, and I've always been in it. And like I said, um, all of my family and everything has always had horses. So I kind of just grew up on a horse as far back as I can remember. And, um, and just kind of grew up from there, and, you know, the older I got, the the bigger horse I got, and the more I learned, and still learning to this day, so we had a long way to go, but, um, yes, ma'am, I was probably four or five whenever I was starting to, That's awesome. to get on and ride a little bit here and there. Now, did you start off like a lot of kids do in the in the industry, going to the, into the peewee classes and on into the youth? Yes, ma'am. I, I did a little bit of everything and and uh, started out small and then, you know, thankfully we always had horses and so whenever one, you know, I would kind of grow out of one, we try to find another one and it just kind of went from there and, and like I, like you said, you know, I started out in the TV classes and then whenever dad saw I might be ready for a little bit more, we would get brave and maybe go into the 
one of those cases that, you know, I know your grandpa and your dad still ride today that they'd be riding. And then did you steal one of their horses when it was time for you to step up? Uh, yes, I did. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, they say I'm known for that. So, uh, but, you know, uh, whenever it was time for me to step up, um, my first actual really good horse was my grandpa's, and he trained her and raised her. And she was just a special one, and I went on to win a lot on her. And, and so, yeah, I kind of went from one to, you know, showed that one for a while, and and she was an older mare, but she was great. You know, if I didn't have her, I wouldn't be where I am today. She took good care of me. You cannot count out those older horses. When they have the mindset and they have the ability, they're they're definite unicorns for sure. And it sounds like you've been very they blessed are. with quite a few unicorns. Yes, ma'am, we have. We've been very, very blessed. Well, let's go back to eight, or cool, I'm sorry. You have your horse Cool, and then your horse Ace, and then you have a Futurity horse, correct? Is it as a Eddie? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Awesome. Yes, ma'am. Um, so, have you been able to get a pretty good start going with Eddie for like like he's like he's going to be the next unicorn, so to say? Well, we might. We'll just see. Um, he's doing good so far, you know. But the younger ones, they kind of go day to day, and um, he's he's turned on. He's been really nice and. Uh, he's coming on, and he's actually out of the mare that I was just talking about that I ran. Oh, yeah. I was little. And so we've actually raised him and everything. And so we'll just have to see. He's coming along nicely so far. But like I said, those young ones, you just kind of go day by day and, and see how they're going. So how do you keep your horses fresh and wanting to work for you? Well, we usually um, – I do a lot of trail riding and just riding out in the pastures and just different stuff on them. And um, I work a lot of poles sometimes and and just different stuff to keep them wanting to do their job. You know, some people and some horses do need barrels worked. You know, if you've got an issue or a problem, then we will work them on that a little bit to try to fix that problem. But other than that, we try to just to keep them fresh and. Uh, most of the times we won't even ride in the arena all week, and uh, we'll just ride out in the pastures and go on trail rides and just keep them in shape and uh, and try to keep them fresh that way. Because when they're stale and they're not wanting to do it, you know, you're not going to do any good anyway. So we try to keep them keep them wanting to do it. Yeah, you can't you can't take a horse to the arena and practice for else every single day patterns right. and drills and that really takes a toll on the mind of a horse. And I love, I love to hear you say that you get out of the arena because so often we see um, videos on barrel horse news, you know, online, or we see all these YouTube videos of all these top trainers and it shows them in the arena. Well, that's what they do for a living. But in order to keep a nice, sane and sound barrel horse, you can't drill, drill, drill constantly all the time. And I, I, I couldn't agree with you. Preach on, girl. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is. It's, it's just so much nicer if you've got one that loves it. And if you can just keep them like that, you know, like they're going to need a little work here and there. But if you can just keep them fresh, you're already ahead of the game. Absolutely. Well, let's talk a little bit about your, quote, quote, training program. Um, so when you guys get a young colt or filly, who starts them, who breaks them out? How do you guys have that? What, what do you guys do for that process? Uh, we actually do it all ourselves. 
So um, we usually, you know, either it's usually all three of us will, you know, kind of switch on and off, and, and whoever, you know, has got time that day will do it, and somebody else will do it another day. But um, usually it's just uh, me and my grandpa and my dad, and we'll just kind of switch back and forth. And usually when we get one in, we'll we'll do it most ourselves. And my grandpa, he'll start them and start them out. He's still riding. He's 84 this year. Wow, 84 and years young. That's awesome. It is. Yes, ma'am. I wish to, I hope to be able to do half of what he does whenever he's that old. Right? But, <laughs> yeah, I know. But he still rides every day, and, uh-huh. and we all go out, and we'll all ride together. And so when you got three out there, you get quite a bit done between the three of us, and a lot of ideas going around. If one doesn't think of it, the other one does. So that's yeah. pretty nice. That's perfect. So you literally have your built-in trainers right there with you all the time. So you were talking about things that you like to see in a barrel horse. So elaborate a little bit more on what you guys like to see in the horses that you train. Well, we we get a lot off the track. Um, you know, we go off breeding and breeding's nice and breeding's really nice whenever you're wanting to sell one, you know, that, you know, the baby or something. And you've always got that breeding to fall back on, but... We get a lot off the track, and that way you know they can run. And, and uh, we've had a lot of a lot of luck with that part of the program. And that's how cool it was. He come off the track. He's double A. So that's that's kind of where we have had a lot of the success. And so we get them off the track, and they'll usually be broke, you know, 30 or 60 days. And and uh, we get them, and you know, we we usually like a big stout horse and and uh, just kind of pick them out here and there and, and uh, get them home and we'll start them and, and just go from there. What are your, So what are some of the bloodlines that you guys tend to lean towards? What are your favorite bloodlines? Well, I really don't have a favorite. I ride about anything, and most of it we actually don't go off bloodlines. We just kind of go off what we see. If we like something here, we don't like something there, but... We're getting more and more into the bloodlines, but before that, we were just strictly just kind of, you know, off the track and, and uh, just trying to make good horses. And so we're trying to get more into the breeding. And, and uh, yeah, I really don't have a favorite. We have quite a few Eddie Stinsons right now, and I'm really liking those. But, oh, yeah, uh, they're super nice. They are nice. Yes, ma'am. I know I was watching the pink buckle sale last weekend, and I could not believe how much money some of those Eddie Stinson horses brought. It was, I feel like this, in the barrel industry, it's totally taken a turn for the better. You know, a lot of these values and these stallions and even the mares have gone up significantly. I have. Yes, ma'am. It's brought a lot more money in the industry. So, tell me, Dan, how old are you? I'm 19. That is so, you're not even in your prime yet. You've had so many wins and accomplishments. Um, tell me about a few of your favorite successes that you have had. Um, one of the most special ones was probably earlier this year whenever I won the All American Youth. That had been a dream of mine for a long, long time. And, and I'd always come and get there close, but I never would, you know, finish it off. And, you know, we'd always be third or fourth or something like that. And that was probably one of the most memorable runs I've made. And 
it was just something special because we've been trying for so long, and and that was one of my last years, and so we finally sealed it off and and took it home, and so that was that one was very very special to have me and, and Dad was there with me, so that was that made it even better. So when the announcer calls your name, so many people I have witnessed myself run to the fence to come watch you. So in those kind of high-pressure situations, how do you handle things? Well, I get about as nervous as, as anybody could get. You know, I'm, I'm very nervous whenever it comes to this stuff. And I usually try to stay out of the arena and stay out of the home pins and everything for as long as I can mm -hmm. just to keep everything, you know, Palmer just helps everything, and um, so I just I just try to put my mind on something else and, and try to look at the you know perspective you know it's going to happen whatever you know it is what it is and and whatever God wants to happen you know it, it's going to happen you know <laughs> so mm -hmm. I just kind of try to get my mind off of it and, and keep myself busy and just stay away from the noise and everything to keep cool calm and. It just kind of helps the whole situation. Sure, yeah, it helps keep your horse a little bit calmer, keep them, right. um, keep them more focused, same thing as you. So the last time I was able to see you run, um, I actually, of course, went running to the fence like everybody else, and <laughs> you came real calm to the back of the holding pen, and here you come. You two-hand that first barrel every time. How in the world do you do that? <laughs> a lot of people ask me that, and I think it's just a spur of the moment reaction because sometimes, you know, most of the time I do, but sometimes, you know, I'll see myself do it a different way or something. I think it's just something that happens in the moment because if I go back and I try to tell myself not to do something, I end up messing up. So I just kind of <laughs> go in there and, and just kind of go off reflexes and, and what I'm used to doing, and it seems to work. It, so it, it just happens, in other words. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yeah. It does. It just kind of happens. Well, it sounds like you got a lot of youth on your age. You give yourself about another 20, 30 years. Uh, you might be sitting and holding on to the horn going around the first barrel. <laughs> Even with, uh, I've seen Randy Prindle run her great gelding Redman Jones quite a bit, and she two-hands that first barrel, and sometimes she two-hands all three of them. She, you know, really helped her horse out, and sometimes that's just what your horse needs. Right, and it is, it is, yes, ma'am. There, you know, sometimes some horses need a little more work, and and some don't. And so, if they don't need the help, I try staying out of their way, and you know, letting them do their job. You know, because sometimes that's the hardest thing to do is let a horse do it and not get in their way. And so, if they're like that, I try to try to stay as you know far back as I can and let them do it. Just help them whenever they need a little help. So one of the most requested questions that I get as a podcaster is people want to know about bits. Um, tell us a little bit about the bits that you use and why you use them. Um, I use the Freeman Gag bit on, a, on most of my horses, and it just seems to work for me. Um, a lot of other people seem that, you know, it's not exactly their preference, but just for me and our type of program, it seems to work good. and and it's not a not a heavy or hard bit. It's actually really light. It's got a lot of bend to it. But I ride it a lot, and that's what Cool runs in, and that's what my papa trained him in as a two-year-old, and he still runs in it at 12 now. 
and um, and so it's a pretty light bit, but you've got a lot of control with it. And so I really like that one. And then I also ride in the Hackamore a lot. Doing everything possible to keep my horses sound and moving naturally without pain has been my key to success. And let me tell you about my little secret. Draw It Out is an all natural topical liniment that removes inflammation, heat, and soreness. It keeps my horses competing at the top of their game. It's 100% safe, completely natural, and really easy to use. Their deep penetrating formula is completely sensation free, so it goes on gently with no heating, cooling, or tingling. You guys, that means no burns and no blisters. Go on over to LonePrairiePHS.com, that's LonePrairiePHS.com, and make sure you enter code AMY10 in the notes for your awesome discount. I can't wait for you to get your very own drawed out because your horses are gonna love you for it. Great. Um, okay, so let's talk about therapies. What's something that your family and you guys like to use either while you're at home or while you're on the road to keep your horses sound and keeping them going through the barrel season? Um, I use a lot of pole ties after I run. Um, that's every time after I run, I always mud up all four legs, and and um, I'll always do that after we run just to keep the swelling and any kind of heat that gets in there try to take that out and um, also use like the professional choice like the therapeutic boots whenever I'm hauling I'll stick those on them and, and haul them there but but other than that um, I use Equarest before I ride that's a good way to keep them breathing good and healthy and but other than that that's that's about all I use during the week. I feel like every barrel racer has to use some kind of therapy boots whether it's back on track professional choice Ramba, I know that there's so many brands to choose from. Um, some probably work better than others. Uh, maybe that would be another podcast episode to check out. Um, that gives me an idea. Okay. Well, anyways, um, so one other question. So do you like to haul your horses with hay or without hay? Um, I usually will on my way back home. I'll usually feed them hay. But going mm -hmm. there, if I'm going in the morning and I've already fed them that morning, and they've had something to eat and they're full, then I'll usually just, just haul them with nothing out there. And then whenever I get to a show, and if they're a little antsy or something, I'll put a hay bag up for them. And then on the way home, I'll put hay in front of them. But usually in the mornings, I'll just leave them without anything and uh, and then give it to them later on. Oh, yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, I feel like it depends on how far you're hauling, how hot it is, how cold it is. Um, a horse that gets anxious or gets an upset stomach easily, sometimes it's nice just to have that hay bag in front of them. Absolutely. So I've also noticed from your social media accounts that your mom goes with you quite a bit. I'm assuming she's the one behind the scenes taking the pictures and everything. Um, so it sounds like she's probably a lot of help for you while you guys are on the road. She is. She is a lot of help. Um, her and my dad switch on and off throughout the day, you know, whatever day it is, and, and I've been going a lot here by myself here lately, because they've had to be working, and and everything, and because we own the store, and it's been super, super busy here lately, and we can't find anybody to work, and mm -hmm. so it's been kind of a struggle to keep everything going all at once with all the horses, and the work, and the business, and so I've been having to go a lot here lately on my own, 
which has been fine, but it's a lot of a lot of help when you know mom or dad can go with you and and help you with the horses. But it's it's a hard job to keep everything running smoothly. Oh sure, you you've got quite a load of horses, and anytime you have more than one or two horses, it is a lot of work. It's not just double or triple. Sometimes it's quadruple the amount of work because you got to prep. You got to yeah, you got to prep the horse. You got to get them ready. Then you got to cool them out. You got to get signed up. You, there's there's expos. There's a lot of things going on at a show, and anytime you can have help, oh man, I know. I've even asked friends. I'm like, hey, you got any friends today? <laughs> you want to go with me? Yes, yes. it is. You know, it's a lot of work, and it's a lot of fun, and and just keeping all the horses at home that stay home. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's a lot of work in itself. We've probably got 20 right now, so it's a lot of just keeping up with stuff and making sure everything's taken care of. So you guys also, not a lot of people know that you, your family owns McKinney's Western Store, and that's in Marion, Illinois? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Awesome. How long has that been going in business? We've ran it for 26 years, and um, and then my nanny and papa actually owned it before that. So it's been in business for a long time, and it's been a blessing to our family. And and, uh, like I said, it's a lot of heat, but we love it, and and it's it's really nice, you know. We all are in that same industry, and so being there to, you know, have anything that you know we can help somebody else with, or you know, we have a lot of people come in, and, and so it's it's really nice, you know, selling something that you actually use and and ride in, and you know what you're selling, and and it's it's really nice to see the families come in and everything. And it's just been blessing our family. Yeah, the last time I was in there, now it's been a little while because we're a good four hours away. We're in central Illinois, and you guys are clear down in southern Illinois. But anytime we head south, man, that is for sure a pit stop in our in our route. Um, so the last time I was there, I walked in, there's all these new saddles. Then you have quite a few used saddles, which is great because there's not very many places in our area within like, you know, 200 mile radius and sell a lot of really good used saddles so anyways as you walk into the store it's you know it's like Christmas there's all this cool stuff and you got your boots your horse boots your human boots you got jeans and you got um, horse dewormers literally anything you can need for you or yourself as an equestrian they you guys have there which I think is awesome so anyways as you look up I up on the wall above the cash register you guys have these big blown up posters of not only you on Barrel Horse News, not once, but twice, you also have your dad on there. So tell me a little bit more about that. Like I said, it's kind of a family family affair, just everything. Everybody loves it. And so, like I said, this morning we knocked the barrel last night and didn't get the run that I was hoping for. and just a little bit different setup than we're used to. And so uh, this morning we were up at... Uh, Pawpaws this morning with the horses on taking today and we actually rode them before we put them on the trailer and we tuned some stuff up and fixed some stuff and and dad and Papa are out there trying to help me get everything tuned tight and now we're loaded up and headed over here and and my dad trained maturity horses for a while and and was successful at that and then they started running the store and kind of got out of the horses a little bit. Then when I come along, they just kind of had to get back into it. And um, and so, yeah, it's just everybody helps everybody. And 
and it's just a blessing. How wonderful is that though? So your grandpa has been super successful. Same thing with your dad. You're just following in their footsteps. Um, I feel like you guys are all just a family of champions. This is awesome. Not to mention the fact that um, we can't leave out your brother. He He's what, like a champion. He's a, seriously a champion bass fisher. Is that right? Yes, ma'am. He loves to fish and, and hunt, but he's gone a lot too. And that's another thing. My brother's gone all the time um, fishing. He was in Idaho last week. And so we're pretty busy. Family is just keeping everything going, but he loves it. And he's had a lot of success with that too. So it's definitely blessed with everything. All right, so let me get this straight. So your grandpa is 84 years old, still rides and trains with you, as well as your dad still rides and helps you train. Your parents run the Western store. Your brother, he's a champion. You're, you've had so much success. I can't say enough good things about you. You're super gritty. You are um, hardworking. I don't think there's anything that you haven't put your mind to and accomplished. So you have to tell me, what is the secret sauce to the McKinney family? A lot of hard work. That, I believe that's probably all it is. We probably work most and uh, more than most people, I would say. But I would, it's, just, it's just a lot of hard work behind everything. I, I, I believe that the more work you put into it, you know, it might not show up right then. But it's going to show up sometime down the road. So just keep myself so actually one of my favorite quotes is about hard work and it says the harder you work for something the greater you will feel when you achieve it and I could not agree more with that whether it's um winning an event that you've been working years and years to achieve, um, you know, having a good ride on a young colt, or even just successfully driving 12 hours to an event and getting there safely, sometimes those small wins make a huge difference in your confidence, um, the way you ride in the arena, sometimes just your mentality. So I think that's wonderful. You guys, you've got a whole family of hard workers. So before we wrap up this podcast, um, I know you've been blessed with quite a few sponsors. So why don't you tell us a little bit about them? Um, I've been blessed with a bunch. A lot of people that support me, and it's helped us tremendously. And uh, Circle Y is a big supporter of our team and everything. It keeps us going up and down the road. And, and uh, so that's, that's a big help. And my saddles, I love my treeless saddles. And, and so that's been a big blessing. And, also, Professional's Choice and Oxygen, and they keep my horses looking good and healthy and loving it, and, uh, you know, just Durango boots, and, and there's just a bunch of people that keep us going up and down the road that are kind of behind the scenes helping with everything. That's just wonderful. I'm so proud of you. Obtaining and retaining sponsors is a lot of hard work. So good for you, girl. Keep it up. Well, tell us where our listeners can find you on social media. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. You can find me on Instagram or Facebook and uh, just look up Elena McKinney on either one of those. And uh, I've got a page on Instagram and Facebook. You can look me up on
Awesome. And McKinney's what's this store? Are they on social media as well? Uh, yes, ma'am. On Instagram and Facebook. And that's a wrap. Thanks for listening to the fourth episode of the Barrel Horse Life podcast. You guys, I cannot believe the following that we have and the amount of people that have listened to this podcast. Woo! Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. One day I just decided, I think I'm going to start a podcast. And I want to interview people that I want to interview. And I want to talk about things that I want to talk about. So if there's anything that you want to listen to or want to talk about, um, hit us up on Instagram. We now have our own Instagram page, the Barrel Horse Life podcast. Um, Drop me a DM or even comment. Um, Be sure to hit subscribe and give us a rating. We hardly have any ratings since it's a new podcast. Uh, Not a lot of people know about us. So share us with your friends and family because sharing is caring. Thanks again for listening and we'll catch you next time. Yoo-hoo, horsies, it's time for snack.